Section 47 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 47. Pennsylvania. Saturday and Sunday, 2627. Our quarterly meeting was held at Worley's near Little York. Many spoke in our love feast with great simplicity, and my spirit was refreshed among them. Thursday 31. Preached at Martin Boehm's to many people. Saturday, August 2. Indisposed and dejected. This is a barren land of religion, yet fruitful for everything else. Monday 4. Rose early to pour out my soul to God. I want to live to him and for him, to be holy in heart, in life, and in conversation. This is my mark, my prize, my all, to be in my measure like God. Tuesday 5. I preached on it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Having lately heard of the death of Isaac Rawlings, and having had an intimate acquaintance with him for some years, I will here notice some of the circumstances of his life. He was born and brought up in Patapsco Neck, and when grown up was uncommonly wicked. The Methodists, about this time, coming into those parts, he professed conviction and conversion through their instrumentality. Some time after this he began to speak in public, roughly, but I believed in sincerity. I took notice of him, and appointed him to travel on the eastern shore. There he did some good and some harm. I then sent him to Pennsylvania. It was the same thing there. Eight years ago he was sent to Virginia. The first year he did much good. Refusing, however, to take his appointment from conference, he stayed about Brunswick, causing disaffection among the people, whence sprung disorder. Thence we removed him to Pennsylvania, where he was also useful. Here he would not long remain, but went off to James City. After a considerable time we received him again, although contrary to the advice of some who knew him better. About two years past, he was appointed to Pennsylvania. This appears to have placed him where he wished to be, and he presently set about making a party, enjoining secrecy upon his followers. After one quarter he left us, and set up for himself, and he and his few adherents took from us the forest chapel. He began now to be forsaken, and, being too lazy to ride a circuit, took to baptizing and begging by way of subscription. There were many reports about him, which decency forbids to mention, which nevertheless were probably true. From these scandalous imputations on his character, he felt, it seems, the necessity of defending himself, and, being at the Yellow Springs, he was for some hours employed in having his defense written. He did at times drink freely, but whether he was in liquor while there I know not. So it was, that, setting off on a mettlesome horse, he had not ridden many yards before he was thrown to the ground and died on the spot. I had said, I think he cannot stay long, because he did pervert the right ways of the Lord. To the Lord I leave him, desiring that his sad example may be a warning to me and all preachers of the gospel. Saturday night. Our quarterly meeting began in Philadelphia Circuit, and was well attended. 
our love feast was spiritual, and many spoke feelingly of the goodness of God. From the quarterly meeting I went to Hoffman's in the valley, where they are building us a new stone chapel. I spoke to them on Second Chronicles fifteen seventeen. Wednesday 13. Preached at F's on my way, and in the evening reached the city of Philadelphia in lowness of spirits. Saturday 16. Visited the sick, and was a little refreshed. I have constant peace with God, and my heart is dead to every unlawful pursuit. The city is all in motion, stores full of goods, great trade going on. All things prosper but religion. Sunday 17. Was a melting time to me and many others at our love feast. Brother J. B. felt the power of God as soon as he came. He had been engaged some days before, and so had I. Oh, that all in the house had been so predisposed, surely it would have been a great time of the Lord's power. I preached on Second Thessalonians 1, 6-8, striking a side-blow at the Universalist system. I made one of our sisters sick for a day. Friday 22. I have ridden about 100 miles since I left Philadelphia, and preached nine times. The weather is very warm, and the poor flesh complains. Yet I bless God for health to drag along while so many are seriously afflicted. My dear old friend Mrs. Maddox, aged 102 last May, went into eternity about a month ago. Monday 25. Set out for New York. Arrived there, I found Brother Dickens preaching. New York. Wednesday, 27. I was close and searching. A few felt it. A little of the good old spirit yet prevails among these people. We had preaching generally morning and evening, and I trust the seed sown will not all be lost. Sunday, 31. In the evening I thought it necessary to put them on an examination whether they were Christians or not. I spoke on 2 Corinthians 13, 15. I was very much let out. A power went forth, and I hope some real good was done. Monday, September 1. Left the city and spent some time at Mr. W.'s in reading the additional works of Mr. Fletcher. Wednesday 3. My soul is serene. I find it expedient to spend an hour in prayer for myself alone, and an hour each morning and evening for all the preachers and people. New Jersey. Thursday, 11. At Mount Holly I had more people than I expected. On Friday I rode a long, barren way to the forks of Egg Harbor. Sunday, 14. I injured myself by speaking too long and too loud. I rode seven miles, got wet, had poor lodgings with plenty of mosquitoes. Next day, poorly as I was, I had to ride seventeen miles and spoke while I had a high fever on me. I laid me down on a plank, hard lodging this for a sick man. Tuesday 16. Rode fifteen miles, could hardly preach. My subjects yesterday and today were Paul to Titus 2, 2 through 12, and 1 Peter 4, 18. Sunday 21. I had a wild chase, first to New England town, but their minister had warned the people against hearing us. Thence to Cohansey. Here Mr. Van Tull had appointed to preach at the same hour, 
although my appointment had been given out some time before. Arriving, however, before him, I preached in the courthouse, and cleared out. Those who remained met with hard blows. Monday, 22. In the evening at Salem, a number of friends attended and were serious. Here a few of our scattered people have attempted to build a house of worship, but found themselves too weak to accomplish it. They applied to some of the people called Quakers for assistance, who subscribed liberally. The matter was talked over, as I am informed, at their quarterly meeting. When it was objected that we spoke for hire, it was answered, No, it was only for a passing support. So there was consent given that friends who were free to do it might give. Delaware. Passed through Philadelphia, and came on Saturday the 27th to Dover, where I preached at nine o'clock on the Sabbath day, and at Barrett's Chapel at three o'clock. Thursday, October 2. I preached at Queen Anne's, where a considerable number attended, and where many profess religion. Friday 3. Preached at A's in Kent County, to a large company, and was much assisted. Of late I have been greatly subject to dejection and gloominess of mind, which I have been ready to attribute to excessive exercise and the drinking of tea and coffee. I mean to quit the use of these for a season, and see what effect this will produce. Maryland, Saturday 11. I found some faithful people at Brother Hartley's in Talbot. Here I met with Brother G, and heard him speak with pleasure. We spent the evening together at Mr. Benson's in reading, conversation, and prayer. Sunday 12. We had about 500 people at the Bayside. I find the prejudices of the people in Talbot grow weaker, and there is some revival of religion among them. I preached on Hebrews 3, 12-14. One that was formerly full of pride and contempt for religion ran to the bed while I was speaking and lay there till after sermon. She went home sick, I trust of a wounded conscience. I crossed the ferry to Cambridge. Wednesday 15. Met brothers Wyatt and Cole at IMK's, and our spirits were refreshed together. I am happy, though often something unwell. I have great liberty in preaching and in prayer. I feel nothing contrary to love to God and all mankind. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Thursday, 23. I enjoy much peace with God, although I am left to serve alone. But God is with me. O healthful sickness, blessed pain, if the Lord supports. I am now beside the Chesapeake Bay. Here Calvert and Dorset lie opposite to each other. Eight years ago, when going down the bay, little thought I of the great things God was about to do for both shores. Saturday, 25. Our quarterly meeting began at Cain's Barn. Our love feast was large, powerful, and lively. We had very sensible tokens of the goodness of God. Here is a blessed work of God among a people who were once brutish and wicked. Tuesday, 28. I had to hasten away to Phoebus's, sixteen miles, to perform the funeral rites of W. Wright, a native of Ireland. He began to preach about three years ago. Last conference he was received as a traveling preacher, and appointed to Animesic Circuit, where he labored very faithfully. 
From the best accounts, we are warranted in believing that he died happy in God. We had a solemn time at our meeting, and I hope the impressions made will be lasting. I want to feel and live the holiness I preach to others, and this I might do were I more diligent in watchfulness and prayer. God will always help those who do all they can to help themselves. Sunday, November 2. There were few at Captain Downing's when I began to speak, but before I had done preaching we had a considerable company. Thence we returned to Melvin's, where I enforced Luke 11.13 to a few people. The word was made a blessing to the woman of the house, who went with us weeping to quarterly meeting. Our love feast was in life and power, although there were not so many and clear testimonies as in Dorset. Riding leisurely to Brother Farley's, I missed my road, and stopped at a poor man's house, so poor that the furniture within was not, perhaps, worth twenty shillings. The woman listened to me with great attention while I spoke to her about her soul. After praying with her and her children, I pursued my journey. I bless God I have seen so much of rough and smooth, that neither makes any impression on me. I know how to be abased, and how to abound. Delaware I spoke at Mr. Bassett's in Dover to many people, thence rode on to the crossroads. Here a design had been formed to prevent my preaching, and Mr. Bishop came, as I was told, to advise me to forbid resistance. Had he and another honestly discouraged those who had got together to interrupt preaching on a former occasion, resistance and forbearance would have been equally unnecessary. I rode on through the rain and darkness to Mr. Thompson's. Sunday, 23. Preached on Romans 2, 8-10, through 10, with some openings. Tuesday, 25. I visited some families, and my soul was grieved at the backslidings of some of my old friends. Oh, may the Lord reach their hearts. Made a short stay in Baltimore, and preached at Elk Ridge on my way to Virginia. When we reached the Potomac, Brother P.S. was unwilling to cross. So we stayed at the public house without fire, candle, or supper, and the host drunk. Next morning we crossed the river, and were kindly received at Brother Bushby's. Virginia, Friday, 28. Preached to a large congregation in the courthouse at Alexandria. On my way to Fredericksburg I fell in with some gentlemen, and conversed with them on the subject of religion. They sought refuge in God's foreknowledge, and thence drew their proofs that their Creator would not eternally damn them. Sunday 30. Came to Collins's in Caroline County, in time to escape the rain but the people had no notice of my coming. I enjoy peace of soul. I seek nothing but God, and I feel uncommon tenderness for the people. Thursday, December 4. I preached to about thirty people at Old Father Stedman's in King and Queen County, Gloucester Circuit. Myself and the people were blessed in waiting on God. Sunday 7. I went to Williamsburg and found the people waiting. The key of the courthouse being lost or mislaid, I stood without, and was assisted on Acts 17, 30, 31. I feel some faith that God will call out a people in this place. Thursday 11. Went down to James River in hopes of getting an early passage across, 
but was detained till twelve o'clock. I spoke and prayed at Mrs. E.'s. Since I last prayed in her house, one of her children, a son, has died of a consumption. He would not allow himself to speak of worldly affairs on the Sabbath day. We have good cause to believe he died in the Lord. And doubtless there are hundreds whom we know not of, that thus go to God and rest from their labors. After being detained by a storm on Craney Island, on Thursday, December 18, set out through a dripping rain for Portsmouth, and reached there about one o'clock. Saturday 20. I spent the evening at Colonel Williams's in Currituck County, North Carolina, in company with brothers Ivy, Baldwin, and Morris. The work revives, many are brought to God, and I am comforted. Sunday 21. I suppose we had five hundred people at Cohen Jock Chapel. Monday at White's and Tuesday at Winfield Courthouse, I presume we had six or seven hundred people, inattentive and wild enough. I had little faith and less liberty. From this neighborhood I went to Nixonton, where numbers also attended. But I spoke with little comfort to myself. Spirituous liquor is, and will be, a curse to this people. Wednesday, 24. Set out in the rain to Hartford Town. I spoke in a tavern. The people seemed wild and wicked altogether. I journeyed on through the damp weather, and reached Pettigrew's about six o'clock. Here I received a letter from Mr. Wesley, in which he directs me to act as general assistant, and to receive no preachers from Europe that are not recommended by him, nor any in America, who will not submit to me, and to the minutes of the conference. I preached in Edenton to a gay, inattentive people. I was much pleased with Mr. Pettigrew. I heard him preach, and received the Lord's Supper at his hands. Thence I crossed the Chowan River, and preached journeying through Bertie, Hertford, and Northampton counties, to considerable congregations. Friday, January 2, 1784 Road to Dr. Pease After preaching here, I saw Henry Metcalf, who travels through this circuit, a man of a sorrowful spirit, and under constant heaviness. Monday 5 A few met me at Northampton Courthouse. After preaching, we rode on through the rain to Brother Anthony Moore's, where I was warm, dry, and comfortable. North Carolina I have read two volumes of sermons written by Mr. Knox of the West Indies. I am much pleased with his defense of revealed religion. And, indeed, through the whole work, there is something sublime and spiritual, so Catholic, too, and free from peculiar doctrines. I esteem him as one of the best writers amongst the Presbyterians I have yet met with. Sunday, 11. I had five hearers beside the family. We then rode through rain and snow to Brother Seward's. Monday, 12. On my way to I. Malone's, my horse fell on the ice, and caught my leg under him. I had some bread in my greatcoat side-pocket that was under me in my fall, which made it worse, and I hurt my knee, too. I had presence of mind, and prayed as I fell. The snow being deep saved me much from damage. I lament the love of the world, covetousness, and other evils that lie heavy on the church of God. Tuesday 13. I preached. Thursday 15. After preaching at Easter's, 
I rode to Tignall Jones's. His wife has waded through deep waters. I have spent some time in Mecklenburg Circuit, but such has been the weather that I have had but few hearers. We tried to cross Stanton River at Owens Ferry, but could not for the ice. We then had a long cold ride to Coles's Ferry, and here we got over. We lodged where we had nothing to eat or drink but a little toast and water. I went shaking to bed as if I had an ague on me. After riding some miles to Halifax Courthouse, about ten o'clock in the morning I had some coffee for my breakfast. Saturday, 31. Preached at a church and held a love feast. My toe, which has been inflamed for some time past, is now very troublesome. Sister Martin's kindness has been a plaster for all my sores. Thursday, February 5. Rode to Guilford quarterly meeting, thence twenty-five miles to Shorts, and thence to Madeira's. Here my toe became so bad I was obliged to halt. I applied different poultices to take out the inflammation. Wednesday, 11. I feel much better, and hope shortly to be able to go on the Lord's work again. This is my life, my all. During my confinement I have been reading the sacred text. End of section 47 Recording by Brian Keenan.